Ten minutes wasted. <laughs> I you, forgot, owe me, you owe me lunch now. I forgot to hit record. This is the first time I've ever That's done that. That's fucking funny. Oh, my God. And you're going to go back to video? We Fuck you. Do, we have to do everything all over No, we again. don't. Fuck video. Oh, this is unbelievable. The travesty. That's funny. Well, I'm glad you look down now. <laughs> not at like 2.33. <laughs> what a dick. I don't know what... I don't know what to say here. Mr. Um, Vlog does not know how to blog anymore. <laughs> that's that's you. Uh, all right. Um, Are you sure? Are we recording? We're recording. Yeah. This isn't going to be edited out. We're recording now. Uh, I'm Vince Roca. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchins. <laughs> it's Martin Bailey. <laughs> that's crazy. I forgot. This is absolutely record. crazy. All right. All so, right. So re- rewind what we just said we for get, the past eleven minutes. Now we get to pretend. <laughs> we get to pretend like we haven't done this. Before. Oh my god! Uh, so how, we just finished watching. <laughs> how many fucking blogs have you done? How many of these have you done? Like six hundred. This is like this you is didn't the hit episode, the button. This is it's recording. This is episode eighty-five yeah, or something of this of the podcast. And oh, vlogs, oh. vlogs. I'm on. Uh, yeah, sixteen hundred. I would blame it on the vlog. You're right. I, I, I. Th- Mr. Blogger Man was hitting the vlog button and forgot to hit the yeah, blog button. Look, you, you spend so much time. Jesus. I got, like I have a vlog that has to be edited and put up by tomorrow that I've got to do. And this, when it's done, I just immediately put it up and I don't edit this. So I said so many um, cool things. You did I, say I'm a lot so of cool pissed. things. I mean, it was, it was a. Uh, a podcast uh, that was podcast award, royalty award worthy it was um i want my 10 so i back. so if, if yes listeners aren't clear i we've talked for 11 minutes and yeah. i forgot to start the recording so now we're going to start over i'm sitting here still laughing i'm just laughing inside so we just finished watching la la land yes we did <laughs> So shall we uh, talk about it yet again? Two days All ago, right. Martin brought over uh, a couple of screeners, uh, a couple of additional screeners. He brought over La La Land and uh, Passengers. And um, I feel so weird doing this a second this time. Is I so uh, and uh, we watched La La Land. So uh, what did you think? I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, no, really, 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 really solid movie. Unbelievably um, good. So I, I I understand the praise and I understand uh, the hoopla around it and uh, the word of mouth. Um, it's so funny. It's like so far I've I've heard two people via Facebook slash Twitter verse whatever that I'm in um, haven't liked it. They don't understand the big hoopla about it. And every other person has said what I'm saying. It's one of the most clever, fun interesting films i've ever seen i don't know how you not like it i mean i yeah, it's i very, looked I, I checked the time uh, while we were watching it because about 30 minutes in i was completely in love with this movie yeah. that uh, i mean the movie would have had to have completely tanked and gone downhill for the next hour uh, you actually said it has to go over to a cliff yeah it just, ha- just it would like... have to go over a cliff because i mean 30 minutes in i was just in love with the people and the style and everything that was there and uh, similar like uh, a movie like Super 8 
when you get to that third act, it, things fall apart. But you're so in love with the movie yeah. up to that point that you're just – it doesn't matter. Right. You let it go. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, this is the third act, whatever. <laughs> right. You just run with it. And this, this, that is not the case with La La no, Land. This, La La Land does not fall off a cliff. But, no. I mean, I, I don't know how somebody goes, I didn't like it. I don't know how you not like La La Land. It's such an enjoyable movie. I can only – like I said um, before we even watch it, I can only assume people are trying to be cool because it's a musical and it's – you know, it's a chick flick and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, you know, like, it's not a chick flick and it's part musical, part not musical. I mean, they throw in some, you know, great tunes, but it's a great story. It's yeah. Just, it's a great, it's a, it's an incredibly good. I can uh, see where it sort of seems like it might be a chick flick, but then. No, no, no. But, yeah. yeah. But it's actually once, when, when you get into the story, it's really not. No. Um, so you would said you had said in the 11 minutes you got to recount the 11 minutes that we yeah. were not recording uh, you said this is one of the best movies you've ever seen yes um so do you think it's going to win the oscar yes you think it, this is the oscar winner i think uh it's up for 11 or 12 i think it's going to win 11 or 12 okay i think it's going to actually oh you think it's going to sweep it's going to break break the mold it has. It, I think is it up for broke. the most? Does it have the most nominations? No, not the most now? nominations, but I think it'll win. Meryl Streep got nominated, Again. and uh, she broke the record, yeah. right, with nominations. Yeah, Speaking but she's on of, talent. She's on talent and underrated, so we don't care about Meryl <laughs> yeah, Streep anymore. She's the most underrated, <laughs> overrated. One hundred fifty nine oh, award, one hundred fifty nine awards now, but <laughs> she's, she's the most overrated. Totally piece of shit. Uh, the Oscar nominations did come out, and Best Picture uh, has a oh, rival. Wait. Are you going to read them again? I am going to read them again. <laughs> Because they didn't hear it the first time because I wasn't recording. Best picture is Arrival, uh, Fences, which I haven't seen, but I guess I have to see now. Um, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. And I've seen all of those except for Fences, which is why I got to watch it now. And you haven't seen Fences, nor have you seen Moonlight. Right. The two black movies. Well, Ten Figures. That's true. You okay? Oh, so I'm sorry. I'll go with you the caved. I'll go with what the Oscar.com people said. You caved and you watched the Black Woman movie, but you haven't watched the Black Men movie. Right. So you got I've something. Seen, you got something against the Black Men? What's, what's I've going seen on? Fen, uh, Hidden Fences. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's the Black I'm, Woman movie. I'm totally, totally racist. That's, um, that's what you're saying. So I enjoyed. I liked La La Land. As, as I said, 30 minutes in, yeah, I it would have had to have gone off a cliff for me to hate it. Um, I I could totally see why it is up for best picture. Um it is it is it is a revived style of yeah. musical. Mm-hmm. Um it's not a 50s or 60s musical, but it is definitely like a a revival mm-hmm. of sorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um there's some really good points made in the movie yes. about jazz mm-hmm. that you could make about the musical genre. Yeah. Um there's a lot in this movie that uh, there. There's a lot of layers to this movie that even though you have nothing to do with maybe creating music or acting, uh, she's she wants to be an actress and he wants to be a musician, or there or she's an actress and he's a musician. Yeah. Depending on what way you want to look at it. Um, but if you're in Middle America and you know you're working at a, a, a steel factory, I don't think we have those in Middle America anymore. But you're working at a steel factory, you plastic still factory. a plastic factory. Yeah, I don't think we have those here either. If, Probably. If you're in the Middle America and you are getting government subsidies for minding an empty cornfield, there you go. Um, you still have some sort of passion and drive yes. of something that you want to do, and 
this movie definitely uh, conveys that yeah, regardless of what mm-hmm. these these characters are doing. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it a lot and I see where the movie, you know, is best picture nomination worthy. Mm-hmm. And I would totally watch this movie again. And I highly recommend that everybody watch it. Yeah. But also when it was over, I didn't I didn't get the feeling of like, oh, my God, I have never seen anything like that in my life. I like No, uh, but it's I, I think. Uh, <laughs> and I was almost expecting that. I was right. expecting a memento moment. Right. Like, like, holy crap. They right. t- turned the musical like I never would have thought that this could be done. Right. Uh, it felt, I mean, it felt like a movie that could be done. There's some interesting storytelling techniques yes. that they used. Um, and I don't want to create any spoilers, but I was, I, I'm not sure I'm in agreement with that or in disagreement with it. It definitely, it's something new. Yes. And um, you're almost shown, you're, you're shown two options. And I guess the storyteller in me says, well, just pick one. Right. Movies are not, it's not clue. It's not choose your own ending. Just pick one and Mm -hmm. make that the ending as opposed to showing these two. But then the other side of me fully understands that by seeing these two options, Mm -hmm. that is the story in that this is what happens in that cornfield in middle America, you either choose option A or you choose option B. And neither one of them are right and neither one of them are yeah. wrong. And both of them are perfectly satisfying. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the, the last the last literal last scene is that when they smile at each other kind of thing. It's it's acknowledgement of that. Like, right. Like we didn't choose, you know, plan A. We both cho- chose for whatever reason plan B, but it was right or wrong i mean that's just right you know that's just how it went so i think it'll probably win the oscar because oh, it's gonna win everything because it's it is yeah. going to be seen as uh, highly innovative and yeah. amazing um there are uh black people in this movie yes but uh it feels like a you know oscar so white movie like it does feel emma stone and ryan gosling oh, no, yeah. are, I didn't, I didn't. are you know poster children for white america um, they are fantastic together. Um, they they're are, ridiculous. Like they I said, you know, before Rock Hudson and Doris um, Day, you, you want these two to be married to each other and, and live happily ever after in real life. I already covered this in certain, in, in certain I yeah, wasn't recording <laughs> in certain films or certain TV shows. The, the main reason why you get so caught up into it, you get so wrapped up into it and want to watch and you want more is chemistry. Yeah. And it doesn't happen on every show, obviously, and it doesn't happen with every character, and it doesn't happen with every movie. And this year, there's some great, great films up for certain awards, great performances, but Ryan and Emma's chemistry is addictive. It's You yeah. want them on screen together. You want to see them together. Yeah. You don't want, to me, and I think this is, this is my personal view, you don't want this movie to end. And this is the kind of chemistry that's there. It's like, you want to see their story keep right. going. Um, so, and yeah, I, I think that's really... I think particularly... It really, really works. If you've seen Crazy Stupid Love, yeah. you definitely love these two together. Yeah. Because they were, they were amazing in Crazy Stupid Love. Well, they, they I, huh. I think they kind of stole the movie. I think that oh, was... Oh, they totally... Yeah. I think it was kind of like a minor storyline, and even they were like, 
Well, crazy we, now we gotta, i mean we got to put more of them in it is a statement i'll easily make crazy stupid love is one of the best movies i've ever seen yeah like uh it is structurally flawless mm-hmm. and its story i mean it's it's just an amazing yeah uh, it it and it's not much i mean it's not like you know uh aliens sent 12 pods yeah. to the earth and <laughs> you know we need to discover a language right um spoiler alert for arrival um, although you learn that pretty quickly, <laughs> but great. Uh, uh, now you learn it in the arrival. trailer. Actually, it only made four hundred million. I think people saw it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I talked to you about this. Uh-oh. Uh, maybe I did. Independence. Have you seen Independence Day Uh-oh, Resurrection? Yeah. Did we no, talk I didn't. about this? No. Yeah. 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 You talked about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's rivals the same thing. Um, it's not the same thing. It doesn't have Amy Adams. Yeah. Well, it's true. Uh, but that's Amy, all, Adams, that's all Amy Adams is light years better in Nocturnal Animals, which didn't get nominated for anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, nobody. Uh, Shannon. Oh, it, it, yeah, uh, there was. Yeah, that's right, Shannon. Which um, is good. Which he's solid. Jesus he's Christ. solid in that. But but that movie is definitely uh I am completely and totally shocked overlooked. that nothing happened with that movie. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how much more to recap here. I loved La La Land. Oh, we're, I talked about musicals. That was the other thing that was missed here. Um you had said before yeah. when we were watching it that you liked Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. And for me, Moulin Rouge was eh. um, I remember the song Can, Can, Can and, <laughs> and whatnot through it. And it was definitely. I don't necessarily remember any of the songs outside of like Do the, the can, popular. Can, can. No, I know what it is. I know you But know like the, the popular songs, um, obviously what, what I liked Baz's uh, twist on that movie was it's a movie from, you know, 1899, but he used modern day music. Um I just like his visuals. I just, you know, I like the, the visuals and the special effects and, mm-hmm. and, and then the story and then the chemistry with Ewan and Nicole and, you know, everybody else. Um, uh, in La La Land, I mean, to go back to that, I just, the music is phenomenal. Um, all the songs work unbelievably Particularly well. Iran. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, and, and the way she dances and then walks oh. off was fucking hysterical. It's like solid. that's that right there was just like, oh my god! That, that that right there was one of the best things Emma's done, and and it's unbelievably simple. She's literally just like, they just put a camera in there, and go, okay, make fun of him mm-hmm. while he's trying to play, and she just goes off and she's dancing and making fun of him, and it, it's it's magical. It's just like, oh my god, these two were, like you said, off screen, they could or should or you know you can imagine them being a real couple. Yeah, Emma they, they Stone is so really well. she's super interesting because. She's beautiful, but she's not conventionally beautiful. No, no, no. Like, you can yeah. look at her. Mm-hmm. You you look at her and you go, that girl's really pretty. Yeah. And then you look at her closely and you can pick apart right. flaws. But – Which she brings up, actually. It's funny. She brings up in the movie. So it's she? almost like a self-discovery. Like, when she goes into uh, – you know, she, she's done with acting. She's done with casting. Right. Because there's always somebody – better or taller or prettier mm. you know what i mean it's a real brief scene or whatever right. and it's so true because that actually literally happened to her right you know it wasn't like she just like walked into uh apatow's movie as like that was like the 40th thing that she sure. read for you know um, but the thing about her is uh, when you go to chemistry uh, yeah she's magical yeah like she's just she's, she's truly an amazing talent she's, so and i don't know if that's what raises her beauty level as yeah. well mm-hmm. is like and and um, I mean I'm scrutinizing her, but I don't know. I mean mm-hmm. I would say that she's she's beautiful and I love her to death. Yeah. Um, but then I was also like, as I was watching the movie, I was sort of looking at her, going, "Why is she beautiful? Yeah. Or what? Mm-hmm. Like what is it? She's got these 
gorgeous like doe eyes mm-hmm. that you know yeah. i they're warm and they're just yeah. i don't but then she's got like very thin eyelids she doesn't have like these fluttering right. eyelashes that are typical right. beauty so I think that's what works. I think it's something, and I different. think that she's genuinely right. beautiful, which is as opposed to manufactured right. beautiful. But uh, I, think where, what, I think that's what works. I think that's what ha- that what she brings to each of her roles, um, like super bad, and and some of her, you know, the, like the comedies and stuff and everything. It's not just the attitude. It's like she is different. She isn't even like the quote unquote typical ginger, where you see the typical ginger mm-hmm. in certain movies, and it's very typecast. And it was like they'll say one line or something, right? whatever just like the dumb blonde will say her dumb line or you know it's like she just brings something to it and like in this in la la land what she brings like you said there's certain scenes that she's absolutely gorgeous and there's certain scenes you're just like you see her flaws you see her you know looking you know looking at herself Mm -hmm. and i think that was really really brought out very well by the director and very well uh, by the script it's um you know she she's up for a part and she walks in and there's nine other, you know, redheads, yeah, like exactly and she gets on the like elevator, her. and she's the shortest one with no hair. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been know. to friends' auditions, like I've accompanied yeah. them to auditions, and that's so funny because you walk into the room and there's like twenty of your friend there. Yeah, they all look, you know, some sort of option of your friend. Yeah. Um, on the other side of her is Ryan Gosling, yes. who is conventionally handsome. Yeah, and I hate know, him. Traditionally, he's, he's unbelievably good looking. Yeah, he's unbelievable at. This role, and I think uh, he's definitely on one of that. He's on that list. He's always been a solid actor. Yeah, but he's on that list now. If he's involved, I'll see it. I'll go out of my way to go find a movie or find a project because of him. He is that good. I fell in love with with him with uh, Lars and the Real Doll, or is it Real Girl? I always forget if it's Real Doll or Real Girl. That was just. I remember fucking believably good movie. Deanna didn't really like that movie. Yeah. And I was like, this movie's phenomenal. Yeah. Like I had watched it a few times mm-hmm. and I'm like, how do you not like this movie? Lars is. And of course, Ryan Gosling is not the hunk leading man at the time. Well, that no. he makes Lars. Yeah. He is, a, you know, I, I don't, he's just a B actor. He's just an actor. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the guy you get to play part number three or whatever. Yeah. Like he's not headlining anything at the time. Lars comes out. And I remember Deanna, you know, didn't whatever. She wasn't really interested in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, like the story is all about love, you heartless bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's and everybody cares about Lars and it's just amazing yeah. and all this. And then, of course, Crazy Stupid Love is what drives him to hunk leading man oh, status. He's amazing in it. And, you know, she's heart throbbing over him and that. And I was like, you know, this is Lars. No. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is Lars. This yeah. is this guy was who Lars was. Um but I find it interesting, just like Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. playing the, uh, gay, I think he was gay, the gay friend in Alias, and now Bradley Cooper is the super hunk. And I find it so interesting how a guy who nobody paid attention to as Jennifer Gardner's friend in mm-hmm. Alias and nobody paid attention to as Lars gets one role that turns that into on a fucking dime. The the heartthrob, yeah. the most amazing you know thing in the world, yeah. uh, you know Johnny Depp back in uh, you know his early stuff. Well, I guess uh, Benny and June or Edward Scissorhands. He was not the hunk. It wasn't until Twenty One Jump Street. That yeah, but even he if you watch, the if, hunk if you status. even if you watch Gilbert Grape, Scissorhands. I, I think Scissorhands. Like I think because it was Johnny Depp, he brought something to 
Scissor role. hands is the role that everybody was like, who is this guy? This right. guy is amazing. Yeah. Because, like, because of just, that, you're just like, who is that? And then it's like, you take everything off all the, the, the makeup and the wardrobe and everything. Oh yeah. Oh shit. That's right. It's Johnny Depp. Actually he can act and blah, blah, blah. His world, you know, completely took off, you know, after that. So uh, I'm not a fan of the musicals. I've seen a lot of plays. Yeah. Um, we'll recap this real quick, even though I detailed it in the last 11 minutes. Uh, I didn't like Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'd, I I'd recommend smoking, nobody ever go see Lion King. Just go watch watch the movie. The yeah. movie's so much better. Um, and uh, Phantom of the Opera, I like one act, but not the other act. I like the song. Uh, Rent was okay. But we get to Wicked. And yeah. uh Wicked, I thought was phenomenal. I've seen a lot of other plays in mm-hmm. that mix as well, but uh, Wicked is probably we're talking the best bigger, play. you know, bigger plays that people have actually heard, you know, heard of or probably have seen. Right. Um, you know? Wicked is uh, Wicked is I've seen it three times, and it's yeah. one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen. It's just fantastic. Uh, it's it was created by Mark Platt or with Mark Platt, mm-hmm. whose goal was always to turn Wicked into a movie. So yeah. when you see Wicked the play, it doesn't feel like a two-act yeah. play. It feels like a three-act feature film. It's a, yeah, it's a feature. plays yeah. out that yeah. way. Uh, the other play that is absolutely amazing is Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. um, which just... One of the most clever fucking things right. I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Way, a Book of Mormon is way more clever than La La Land, which La La Land is way more clever than you know most yeah. musicals that exist. So Book of Mormon is just on this other weird level. No, oh, no. Yeah, it's um, it's way out there. Yeah, and it's not that it's like way out there story-wise. No, no, no. I mean way out there. I, like, I mean, it's just, you, you, it's just it's very unique and innovative yeah. in what they do yeah. and how they – like you spend the first uh, act of the play uh, singing Hasadega Imbue or however you pronounce it, <laughs> and you're really into that. And it's not until the beginning of the second act that you find out what that means. Right. Um, and, you know, it's so stuck in your head. You're yeah. just, it's the Akuna Matata. Yeah. And then you find out what it means, and it, it's awesome. And so, um, but La La Land, I think the reason that I'm comparing wicked and La La Land is because La La Land is by Mark Platt. Right. And, uh, I didn't realize that till I was looking at the Oscars here. It's yeah. Mark Platt productions. So I could see why this is a musical that I actually like. Yeah. Now, when I say I hate musicals, I thought Moulin Rouge was okay. I think Chicago was mostly a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of this is because I, if I want to see a musical, I go to a play I don't yeah. think that musicals yeah. performances really have a place in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very difficult to translate because in your brain, like you're saying, in your brain, it, it's ironically like in La La Land, it's just like jazz. It is a it is a stage performance. Right. I don't think it's very difficult to translate to film. Mu- you know, like musical, the, like, dan- like dan- dance numbers and, and the song numbers. It's always difficult to transform because you're not there you're not it's not a live you know in your face thing i think musicals on stage are great and fun and it's very difficult to put it into screen right it's very difficult so the musical makes its way into okay william shakespeare did not write musicals no. he wrote stories yes and then somewhere along the line a clever producer figured out if we include music into this, we can turn this into something else right. and started making musical plays, which became uh, a lot 
more a bigger box office success than yeah. uh, a Shakespeare Genres. play. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because there's no TV, there's no movies, mm-hmm. there's just touring companies um, performing, you know, music and, the, and singing is an art. And, and there's it, only so much you can really do with the drama slash tragedy. Right. That, you know, like the Shakespeare. It's sure. like they're almost all, they're not all the same. They're on the same vein. You see a musical, you can get lost in certain songs. You can get lost in certain dance performances or, you know, as a uh, uh, a person, you know, buying a ticket or, you know, going to see it. And it still works today. You go see Wicked, you're in for a, a fun time or whatever. Oh, yeah. But it's going to be very difficult to see that as a movie, even though it looks like a movie. I don't know. I think Wicked. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. And Wicked, it, Wicked does look like a film. I mean, it works like a movie or whatever, but... It's going to be very tricky to make that into a movie. But historically, so. that's how music people, not everybody could sing or play a musical right. instrument. Um, first, access to musical instruments was very difficult. Yeah. I mean, you, you if you grew up on, you know, the streets of Watts or whatever, Boston or, the you know, the Skid yeah. Row, you didn't have access to yeah. a violin to play it. So there was no way you were going to learn. Your only hope was maybe singing. And even if you sung in the choir, like, who was going to notice you? So... A touring company of a musical that came to town, you went and you saw people perform, mm-hmm. which you felt, oh, I can act. Right. But you were like, I could not sing like that. So it was impressive. So when film comes about, mm-hmm. there's a lot of savvy producers out there who are like, well, if we put songs in it, you know, yeah. people will go and see these performances. And that right. gives birth to, you know, the Elvis Presley and um, Frankie, uh, well, all the, uh, the Frankie Avalon pictures. Um, all the yeah, and that cello and carousel and all that. Yeah, you know. people, even though a script might suck, you had some singing and dance mm-hmm. numbers, Bing Crosby, and people would go see that. Mm-hmm. So when I say that I don't think music has a place in film, right. I understand historically how it got there. Right. But it was put there by the driving force of selling tickets. Yeah. To me, my mostly my feeling is a book is a story and a feature film is a visual story of that book, right. a visual yep. telling of that story mm-hmm. um, and jamming a bunch of songs in there just for the purpose of jamming songs in there bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> so the real killer was Disney films for me. Mm. Like I did not understand why people had to bust out. Disney characters had to bust out and do a three minute song that could have been conveyed in three lines of dialogue. Right. And, it drove me nuts until along came a company, Pixar, right. and took all that bullshit music out and made amazing movies and really made Disney realize if it wasn't for Pixar, Disney would still be churning out shitty movies Pocahontas. with a bunch of songs in it. Yeah, Pocahontas, um, where you're just like, why is she singing? Why? Yeah, why for is no this apparent happening? reason, all of a sudden she's in a canoe singing or whatever. That one big song that was nominated for, and I think one, it was like an Elton John song, and you're like, but why is she singing? Right. What the fuck is she talking about? It's nothing to do with the freaking you know storyline. So yeah, I mean it's just like so that's my problem. Takes, yeah, with Chicago and with, with things that take you out of the action or take you out of the drama. You know, some songs are just like, huh? What the fuck? See, yeah. Moulin Rouge is cool, but then they start singing for no reason, and I'm like, why? You don't need this song. <laughs> just just deliver the dialogue and right. move on. Um, in La La Land, yeah, they do break in the song for no reason. On a few occasions, they tongue in cheek it from the beginning. So as you're going along, these songs are acceptable because right. they are a bit tongue in cheek. The other great thing that they do is they keep the song short. 
Oh, absolutely. So it's enough absolutely. of like a little mm-hmm. dance number, song number right. to entertain you, to tell, you know, mm-hmm. the you get a little bit of the evolution. But before I get to the point of getting bored, we're back to story. Um, and or, I really, or getting really lost in the song. Or it's like all of a sudden yeah. it's like now a seven-minute number. Right. And it takes you away from the action and the drama of the actual film. It takes you away from and the story. And Wicked and... This, this is like... The songs, you know, help. They, you know, it, 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 it helps the message of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really takes you away from anything. And I think that's why it works. I think, I think even why, uh, just like the beginning, there's no spoiler here. They're, they're in traffic, and people just start getting out and singing about traffic, and, but they like the sunshine of California. And, right. and you're just like, okay. That's the tongue-in-cheek You kind of like, song. okay, now I know what this movie's about. It's, right. it's a great piece it's a great like it sets mood. a tone that uh, yes, this, a tone. this isn't gonna don't take this seriously right it's um, it's, it's a, gonna it's, be a fun mm-hmm. two hours yeah um you're gonna go for a ride you're literally going for a ride yeah because they're in they're in their cars so it's a it's a great so right on i loved it i thought it was great i think but, it'll to, go, probably but win. to go back to the oscar list uh and this i I look at I look at the history of the Oscars. I look at the way people vote for things. I look at the way that people don't vote for things. Um, I think this is going to win everything. I think it'll win think, as well. I think it's going to be up there with Lord of the Rings and uh, Lords of Arabia. It's I don't think to. it's the best movie of the year. I don't know about that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it'll but, win. But um, I th- I think the director uh, the I can't think what's his name. You have the uh, list up. I don't. I don't have it right in front. Anyway, of, uh, um, where is it? I think he and Mark Platter, whoever the producer, like it's written, produced, and Damon Chazelle yeah. is the director. It's written, produced, and directed by him and like two other people or three or other. I think they're going to be on stage a lot. I yeah, d- I don't think they're going to be moving. They're going to run out of. They're going to literally going back and forth from uh, the backstage interviews to right back on stage to get the award. Because um, it's, I think they're going to win a lot. If not all of them, I I mean, based on what's on this best picture list, I, I think that Hidden Figures might be a better movie than La La Land. Yeah, but I don't even think Hidden Figures is the best movie of to, the, to me out of the list that's that's still available that 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 was nominated and everything. I I think it's Lion. I I think Lion is my my favorite because I like mm. I really like Lion. I really like The Rival. Uh, Nocturnal Animals just knocked me on my ass. Um, yeah, that's the thing is the one movie that I think is probably the best picture is Nocturnal Animals. But again, I understand. Like it was funny. Like on the drive over here, I was like, I was thinking about it. Like, oh, what you saying? What you're saying? It's a thriller. There's horror involved. It's very fucking dark. And all of a sudden, Hollywood has walked away even from that. Not like yeah, they've it ever. Is a white, it is a white not movie. like they. Nocturnal they, animals is Lily White. It yeah, Oscar not like the white. that Hollywood has attached themselves to thrillers or attached themselves to you know this very very well made film, but it's super duper crazy white people through the whole movie. Yeah. So it's it's I don't even know. I'm like looking in my brain. I there's don't no know. diversity in. I in, don't uh, think there's anybody. Animals. Yeah. Um, I think that's why the the name of it even works. It's like they're all you know buying to kill each other, um, but it's uh, it, it's it kind of baffled me. It kind of just like blew me away that that wasn't on the list yeah. of so, of something. And it was just like Michael Shannon was I guess nominated. I don't know what else is nominated. Um, he was brilliant, but I don't so, get it. For directing uh, yeah. nominees are Dennis for Arrival, um, Damon Chazelle for La La Land. Uh, Kenneth 
Logarin for Manchester by the Sea, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, and Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Um, Mel is uh, Mel's making a comeback here. He's I yeah. guess he's been forgiven and no. uh, and he's, I don't think he's been he's, forgiven. I, Hollywood, I think they've forgiven him, and he's on his well, way. Well, he's making money for people, so that's yeah. you know that's his that's forgive- all that matters. That's all. That's his forgiveness right now. That's all that matters. Hacksaw Ridge has made lots of money for people um i'm gonna say hands down easy uh directing wise is la la land oh yeah um watching emma stone uh, audition yeah you were moaning and groaning and is you, so well directed yeah, yeah. because she is performing in the movie la la land that we're watching yeah but she is auditioning in a room for these people and she's giving a performance to those people that we are then watching you're in two layers it's yes. a weird thing which is why i love nocturnal animals because nocturnal animals takes you into these two layers I think you confuse people where you're watching a a, a story in a story story in a story and you don't know what yeah and you, don't know you, what's, you what's stop to up. tell yourself that the the story in the story is not real. It's just a story that you're invested in. Mm-hmm. But then you step back and you go, well, I'm just watching a friggin' fictional movie anyway. None of this is real. Right. But you, it's weird on Nocturnal Animals because you believe that surface. You fall into that surface of the movie. Jake Gyllenhaal's storyline is so fucking brilliant in that movie. It's like, it's, it's to, simpli- to put this in simple terms that everybody has seen, Yeah. In The Princess Bride, you believe that Grandpa is telling his grandson a story, right. but the story he's telling him is fake. Right. So in, that happens in Nocturnal Animals and happens similar in the audition scenes here because you're watching her audition for something that you're mm-hmm. watching these two levels. That alone, I believe, the, hands down, best director is, is La La Land. Uh, Damon... Chazelle, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Gosling nails it. Oh, dude, he's, so good. He's so his his the like scene between a, him and his sister, yeah, and the way he quips back to her yeah. and their banter back and forth yeah. was so solid. In this is how brothers and sisters talk. Second nature. They've got it down. They're old married couple, and he's so sarcastic and so. I watched. On it. I we just watched the movie, so it's very fresh and everything. That right there, if I had my own apartment and my sister, Terry, if she snuck into my apartment, Mm -hmm. that's probably the same fucking thing that would happen. It's so fucking realistic and so just that boom, boom, boom. The the, the timing between the two is it's like their brother and sister. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's uh, there's not acting. Right. And that's when you just sit there and you're like, wow, that was a good scene. And it was just like it moved. It helped the pace. It immediately set the tone. And the character for Ryan for the whole right basically for the whole movie it's and what's and, beautiful about and, it and, is and it's, uh, it's not an important scene no that's it's what I not mean. a pivotal no. scene like it's but it becomes a pivotal scene and that's why this guy's gonna win best director hands yeah. down um, I think it's and interesting the, the script I mean he wrote this stuff and oh did just, he write it I haven't yeah. gotten there yet it, it just it's unfucking spoilers boring. he wrote it it's not a spoiler I just, wrote produced and directed and. Um, let's Spoiler. see. What else do we have here? Aliens kill everybody in Arrival. What? <laughs> um, writing, speaking of writing, writing adapted screenplay mm-hmm. is Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. So this is adapted Moonlight. from other material. Um, you haven't even seen Moonlight. It's going to win. You think it's going to win just because they're going to, they got to give it something? No. Um, 
Because I know the other ones won't win. Well, I haven't seen Fences. I don't. I. I mean, I think there's a good possibility Lion might. Yeah. Because Lion is adapted from. Lion's going to tr- win all the BAFTA. Lion's, Lion's, Lion's adapted gonna... from a true story. Yeah. Hidden Figures is adapted from a true story. That's why they won't win the Oscar. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure who's the adapted screenplay. Yeah. Uh, the best way to answer that is if you've actually read the material it was adapted by, then mm. you could, you know, really. Jump what what else? Uh, it was Manchester and Sea. No, that's not adapted. From. <laughs> no, I no, I didn't. Uh, writing is Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. Yeah, Lion uh, will not win, and uh, it, it'll, be, it's it'll be it'll be Moonlight. Moonlight or Fences? It'll be one of the two. Only only because uh, Fences is well known and has its history. Uh, it's you know it's been like I said I was like I saw that in high school. On, in New York, I mean that was brought. You know, uh, Eddie Murphy. Huge people have been involved in trying to bring this to the big screen. This is one of those scripts that has been around and worked on for what thirty years. So that could very easily translate to you know to voters. Um, Moonlight's one of those. This is a tiny movie, but holy shit, is it good? Kind of you know thing. I just I, I look at Lion and. Uh, 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 hidden figures, and I just like, mm, I just don't see them winning. I don't, I don't know. I, don't I think know. Lion will win like the BAFTA. It'll win a lot of the European and a lot of the uh, those awards. Uh, you know, ironically, with an Indian and <laughs> somebody from Australia in the movie, but uh, they're very popular other places. Uh, original screenplay: Hell or High Water, La La Land, Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and Twentieth Century Woman. La La Land. Yeah, it's gonna be. La La Land. Um, I think that's that's La La Land by a landslide. Yeah. Uh, I think the only people voting for the other ones are going to be people involved. And Hell no or offense, High Water. No offense, no offense to those movies, but yeah. I think La La Land is going to be... Uh, Hell or High Water has some solid scenes. Oh, no, Lobster no, yeah. is probably the most creative idea here. Um, and I'm very happy for them to get nominated because it's a tiny that that movie costs I think twelve dollars. I mean it's nothing. Manchester by the Sea is a total waste to be in this category, and actually so is Twentieth Century Woman. Yeah. There's nothing remarkable about. It. I mean Twentieth Century Woman is an okay movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing remarkable about it that it should mm-hmm. be nominated. Um, That's why I was disappointed with Manchester by the Sea. Uh, you know Amazon bought that at uh, Sundance. Sundance for a lot of money. Um, and then Fox bought Birth of a Nation for a lot more money. Mm. Amazon did well on their purchase. <laughs> yeah. Things didn't turn out so well for Fox. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of them really care. People aren't going to care about sound editing or sound mixing or visual effects. Oh, I, I Sorry, think this Eric. is neat. Visual effects, uh, Deepwater Horizon. I thought it was interesting that, that that's in there. I haven't seen it. I will watch it, but I thought that's a total popcorny. Um, Doctor Strange visual effects in there are kind of cool, but I don't know if they're nomination worthy. Uh, the Jungle Book, I didn't even know that was being that was remade. <laughs> I didn't even it's know a John Favreau thing. It was a big hit, dude. Was it? Is it good? Yeah. Did you see it? I see it. Oh, okay. Uh, I visual effects. I Kubo and the Two Strings are up for visual effects. It's an animated it's movie. An animated. Do they do they use? No, I don't know what the I, live action and they intertwine maybe. I, I don't know. They could. I don't know. Uh, Rogue seen. One is up. Star Wars story. That well, might win. That, Actually, that win. that'll definitely win. That'll win. That, based on what else is here, that's definitely got it. Uh, no one's going to care about sound mixing, although Rogue One's up for that, and that might win. 
13 Hours of Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, which I don't think that you were into, but the sound mix on it was I didn't good. see it yet. Um, so, yeah, I, do, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Um, yeah. I'll check you know, it it's Michael Bay, so you're, you get a Michael Bay film. Oh, wait, 13 hours? Yeah, 13 hours. Oh, I thought you were talking hours. about the documentary one, 13 or whatever. Oh, that's the 13th. No, this yeah. is... Some, oh, no, I'm yeah. not going to watch that piece of Yeah, shit. I didn't think that you were going to watch it. No. Michael Bay is completely um, done for me. I'm, I'm, I'm done with him. Sound editing. Making uh, shit up. La La Land is there. Sully is there. Hacksaw Ridge, Deepwater Rising, Arrival. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, short film, no one's seen. <laughs> production design. Uh, Hail Caesar is up for production design. That's... Hmm. I find funny passengers, which is sitting right here. I haven't watched it yet. Maybe watch you didn't it watch tomorrow. it. No, I you've had it for like two days now. I vlog every day. I don't. Know I thought I you watched it like five times by now. No, I'm gonna. Watch, I think I'm gonna try and watch it tomorrow. Yeah, what's her name? And she's half naked through the whole movie. I didn't know that. I what? just know it's a, it's a. I didn't know that. It's Chris Pratt and uh, I know that she's in it, but I didn't know she was half naked during the movie. I know they're in outer space, and it's a love story, so I'm totally into it. Okay. Um, I like love <laughs> stories. Uh, what else we got? Here? Which again to go back to La La Land? Yeah, which I really really liked, and I thought it was talking about clever. They never had the "I love you" scene until, no spoiler alerts, until towards them. Anyway, okay, I can't say it, it was a given. I think it was a given. But you they, didn't hear but they, it, but they never said it. Which I but think they is caved. Very... They caved on the typical kissing scene. That's a beautiful yeah. look. No, 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 no. Actually, but they never had that scene, which I think is very clever. You know, you remind me. When I was watching La La Land, uh, the, as their relationship is developing, there's a beautiful scene that happens with their hands. Yes. And in Kisses and Caroms, at the end of Kisses and Caroms, a movie that I directed, if you haven't seen it, you can watch it. Um, I was saying that to them. I know you've seen it. Uh, there, I just, I'm just looking at the plug. There is a beautiful... Well, this is immediately what I thought about because I pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else has ever noticed it, but between... Our two leads, uh, uh, Drew and Nikki, which is was played by, or which is Zach. Drew and Nikki play Zach and Jen. Um, there is a moment where Zach and Jen's hands meet mm. before this kiss, and that scene sticks there because for me it was all about the hands, and and right. it's there's just this moment with the hands, and yeah. I don't know. Yes, um, it's much more powerful than just a kiss. I almost did a spoiler there for you for you guys, but the, to me, I thought that was unbelievably clever and very smart. That it is kisses and caroms the way we used hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in all the land, that it's as you say, it's quote unquote a given, but at the same time, they never had that typical mushy, you know, right scene. You know, like the mushy scenes or whatever. Although La La Land does lack a love scene that I think would have well, improved it. Pa, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, I, no. There's, there's. But it, again, it's not a. Love I mean, story. it's not a love story in that look, regard. Which I, that's what I'm saying. I, I liked. I thought that was really smart. Of musical them. starring Ryan Gosling definitely is going to get women in in the theater, in which it has. And obviously. as a director, I don't know how you don't make Ryan Gosling take his shirt off at some point. That is, yeah, it is pretty funny. He's like, always dressed fucking to the T, though. Yeah. So those fucking clothing. But are they up for clothing design? Or are they up for costumes? Or? I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, at my God. At some point as a director, I would be like, we need a changing scene with yeah. Ryan Gosling. When, when you he... get into that really nice suit, yeah. yeah. after you took off that really nice suit right. before, even though you're fucking I... broke and you can't you know, feed yourself, somehow you have you know, $1,400 <laughs> shoes, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, we should have an actual slow, like a slow scene. 
Maybe like a like well, you're, you're writing his, a song in your head, but you have to take your clothes off. Yeah. I buy his fourteen hundred dollars shoes because no, I, I'm just saying we've discovered it at the beginning. We know that he got screwed over by somebody right. or something, so we don't know if there was a point that he that had he money. money. Yeah. He certainly like he has that stool that means something right. to him, and he was able to get that somehow. Yeah. So he may have been able. No, to no, buy no, no, these absolutely shoes no. Then. It's just it's just funny because, like you said, it's like there there could have been a scene with him writing a love song, writing a song in his head, taking his clothes off. I remember before, and that would have uh, driven people uh, crazy. Before Patrick Swayze had passed away, mm. uh, I had met this guy at an event who uh, was going to put had an opportunity to put Patrick Swayze in his movie, and we were talking, and I was like. Do you have him? Does he dance? Is there a dance number? And he says no. And mm. I was like, you, he's got to do something. Yeah, you have to have even like, if he skips you have in his Patrick house. Swayze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, you need a moment where yeah. he twirls a girl around, yeah. where he does a two step. No reason even because that is going in the trailer. Because the moment that women see Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze do a two step or twirl a girl around, they're there. Absolutely. Like it doesn't matter if this, it's the most dramatic you're get, role. You're going to get X amount of audience there anyway because it's Patrick. Sure, but then all of a sudden you you add that you're going to you know Y and Z is right. a lot. of So I would have taken off. Right, I would have Absolutely. had Ryan Gosling take off his shirt. Yeah. Makes um, sense. So uh, music, our original song is uh, uh, La La Land. Uh, trolls can't yeah, stop well, the course. feeling from trolls. What is trolls? one of those fucking cartoon movies oh, i haven't seen that I, mean, uh, I brought so, it over no i didn't bring it over you didn't uh because so, i know that you don't watch them so audition them. from la la land i watched all the cartoons this year i've seen kobo i've seen the red turtle well then i'll I've bring seen, over uh, trolls i have seen Sorry. every cartoon that in almost every form i counted i have you brought over 73 movies and i've seen 51 of them you're slacking i know don't worry about it i'm saying i've I watched Sausage Party like another seven times, <laughs> so that, that took away seven of my movies. All right, instead of seeing Moonlight, I saw Sausage Party. Real yeah. quick, La La Land is up for two songs: Audition, City of Stars, uh, City of Stars. Trolls is up for one song. Um, the James Foley story is up for one song. Don't know what the hell that is. Uh, and Moana, which I keep wanting to call Mona, is up for one song. Uh, La La, La, City La, La of Land will win. No, La La Land will win. Come on, huh? it's got La La Land's got you know. No, City of Stars, the song from. La oh La yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, original score mm. is uh, nominees are Jackie, no way. Uh, <laughs> La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. La La Land will have that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, um, A Man Called Ove, Star Trek Beyond, and Suicide Squad. Star Trek. Uh, I don't know what A Man Called Ove is. I think... I mean, the safe bet is probably Star Trek. Although it's not the safe bet, the, it, the people that made Star Trek, uh-huh. they're the uppy ups. That's oh. Blackmore. And it's it's the, uh, the you know the 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 girl that does face off. Oh, you're, uh-huh. her dad. Oh, it's his it's his it's his people. Well, it's his people, but he's always been involved with Star Trek. I mean, he, that's where he kind of came from. I am bewildered by the hate of Suicide Squad. Still haven't seen it. Um, Harlequin is so amazing. That again, like Emma Stone is so good in La La Land. Harley Quinn is so amazing. I don't care about anything else. Like, I could watch Harley Quinn paint her house and make eggs and not say a word. And well, they're fascinated. making a movie for her. She gets her own film out of so, this. Yeah. yeah, which totally makes sense. Which is kind um, of insane. And Jared Leto shows up, and he's solid. 
I, I don't know why anybody hates Will Smith in this movie. Like, I don't know why this movie is but getting again, so much But again, to, to go back to the, the, the two people... That I know there's said, flaws with the plot, but no, I don't the, know why people hate it so but much. But the two... The, again, the two people that I've noticed that didn't like La La Land, it's the same crowd that's going to not like Suicide Squad. It's cool to say. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the cool Tip kid. Square, it's the man. troll on fucking internet. And then all of a sudden it just gets blown out of you know proportion. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, oh, Suicide Squad's a horror movie. And you're like, well, go see it for yourself. You know, it's like, to me, that's like, that it always comes down to that. Um, I never cared for that storyline, all these, you know, all this or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I'll see. It's one of those I'll see eventually. It's fun. And, and I like those big, huge tentpole, you know, uh, you know, popcorn As long movies. as it's not Michael Bay or Peter Berg. Well, he doesn't do anything. Michael Bay doesn't make tentpole. He makes shit. Because <laughs> he makes things up. Peter, uh, Ber- Peter Berg, I like I like him, but you just know going in. Wait a minute, you're telling me there's no robots? Cars are turning into robots? That does, that's not real? What? I'm not talking about Transformers. That's <laughs> Michael movie. Bay. I know, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but Peter Berg, yeah, you just you got to know. Have going you seen in. Pain and Gain? No, that's one of those movies you've talked about before. Yeah. Um, I it's need a Michael Bay produced movie, but it's directed by that. somebody else. That's like The and, Rock and uh, uh, yeah, Marky Mark. It's a yeah. lot of fun. It's yeah. an insane amount of fun. Yeah. It's just so. It's weird. funny too because like a lot of people, even critics, like really like that. And it, well, like, there's a, in Pain and Gain, you're watching it, and the most ridiculous thing happens, and they freeze frame. Mm. They take you. They break the fourth wall, freeze frame, and put text on the screen and remind you. This is a real oh, 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 story. Right, right. Because you're sitting there going, there's this is no bullshit. Right. way. There's just no way. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Peter Burke just does that. Or it says no, this really happened or something. Like Peter Burke just, you know, because uh, like what's the movie? Uh, the bomb movie. You know? Oh, uh, Patriot Day. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's two explosions, but in the movie there's. I don't four, care if it's real. Part. I care if it's really entertaining. And it was really entertaining. <laughs> Um, don't need to see it like i used to find it was on cnn i saw people it. used to make this complaint all the time and it, it drives me nuts they don't do it so much anymore but they're like reality tv it ain't real and i'm like and when you're sitting down watching modern family that is right it's real entertainment right shut up and just enjoy it watch kim kardashian be an idiot right that's fun yeah um, or change the channel and shut the fuck up well there's that too but it, oh this that's, that's real. me that's me though. I don't understand anybody. It's like there's lots of shows, there's lots of stuff out there that I don't particularly like or whatever. And guess what? I don't watch them. Yeah. I don't have to sit here and bag on them. I don't have to sit here and troll on them. I don't have to sit here and say horrible things about these people. I'm like, I don't care about their Kardashians. Wait. Obviously, a lot of people do. That's perfectly fine for them. You know, I might have been different ten years ago. I probably was different ten years mm-hmm. ago. Right now, I really don't give a shit. And some of that stuff, it's just like, just don't watch it. Right. Why would you sit here and Flip bag on something? That's it. It's like the stuff I, I'm making fun of Michael Bay or whatever. Guess what? He doesn't care because all his movies right. are going to make X amount of money because his name's attached to it. Right. So he already knows. He's like, I'm going to entertain the fuck out of you. Like it or not. And, and I'm like, There you go. Foreign you language film. Uh, Tony no. Erdman, which is that movie that's super long. Yeah, we, I know. It's like, now I really want to see it. Now it's up for the world all across the board. The trailer looks yeah. solid, but yeah. it's super long. Yeah. It's like two, two hours and 40 minutes or, minutes or something about a father-daughter story. I mean, yeah, we talked it's like about, something's got to go on there, man. Uh, but then again, it's no, it's nominated for a whole shitload of awards across the board. Like uh, it's winning, you know, like those little small, weird, in, you know, indie yeah. film festival kind of things all over the place. So, Tana, which I didn't get. What is uh, it? 
T-A-N-N-A. I didn't oh, know I never it. even heard Tana. of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what it is. Salesman, uh, we have. Oh, yeah, watched it. it. A Man Called Ove from Sweden. Here it is again, and I didn't Oh, I didn't yeah, get I didn't it. see that. Um, and then heard. the movie, the one of the foreign film that I did see here and highly recommend it over and over is Land of Mine, and I hope mm. that that does win. Yeah. I don't see how any of these... I haven't watched these others, but I don't see how they could... I've watched the trailers. Land of Mine is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, look, listen, people. <laughs> there are... This are we, is in the trailer. Are we, are we, uh, we, you know, we're, we're recording. recording. This is in the trailer. Yes. There's no spoilers here. There are kids searching the beaches for landmines. Yeah. Shit is going to blow up. You never know when. You spend this entire movie on the edge of your seat... Every time they're trying to defuse a landmine, it is phenomenal. Yeah. You are so gritty and your it's teeth. absolutely insane that that kind of stuff actually happened. Talk, uh, talk about not insane at all. I mean, the German they machine. They have machines. And they have people that can do it. You bring up not prisoners. at that time. Bring up prisoners. Fuck you. Yeah, they did not at that time. Bring out the fucking child rapists and the molesters and the fucking uh, murderers. The the Danish did. They brought out the child. I'm not talking about this were, particular story. They they brought out the Germans, which were the child monsters, the rapists, and the bad people, and they made the Germans find the mines. That's what the I know, Dutch but you're did. Talking about kids, I mean, stuff. And, uh, they were they were German kids. <laughs> they were German soldier kids. Anyway, uh, anyway, that's it's a f- fantastic movie. Um, film editing, something I care about. Uh, Moonlight. Why? Why do you care about? Uh, La La Land, Hell or High Water, Hacksaw Ridge, and Arrival. Hands down, La La Land. I was as out I was, of those, yeah. As I was watching it, yeah. um, I was there were well. You paused. You paused the movie twice, and we when we were talking about stuff. But you, I know that you were really involved in the movie because you were moaning and groaning, laughing, mm-hmm. and you were really involved in the movie. Sometimes you're not as involved. Sometimes yeah, you're I just felt. watching there, you know, because right. just watching the movie. You were very, very much involved in what in, in this movie. And uh, I know the technical side that you're coming from. Sometimes I, I get attached to that too. Like, how do they make this? What's the special effects? Or how do they, you know, do this or that? Um, the editing, the pacing, and everything of this movie, I think, is unbelievable. So um, I think that I think that also helps compared to the other movies that are nominated. I don't uh, think the editing in Arrival is anything special. That's what I mean. It, it's just um, like okay. It's, it's good. It, yeah. it, make, it makes the movie. There's the nothing in Arrival inter- that I've never seen before. Right. The movie's interesting, but. I think the editing in Hacksaw Ridge is actually pretty solid mm-hmm. because um, you, when, when you, they're at war, when they're on the field, mm-hmm. you feel, you've seen Hacksaw yeah. Ridge, right? You're in there. You yeah. feel like you're part of it. There's not All a of- lull. You, you get into these stints where it's just a driving force and then the movie lets up. And that pacing, there is solid editing work in Hacksaw All of it. that stuff, eerily similar to Braveheart, his yeah, other movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the same teams or the same Gibson editor knows or whatever. what he's doing, yeah. He has a... He, well, cause he Except was, when he drinks. Because he was, he was brought up in the, uh, in the the Aussie exploitation movies, like Mad Max. He was, he was brought up in commercials and those kind of movies. So he knows what to show, what to do, and how to keep you in the action, in the scene or whatever. The only problem to me with Hacksaw Ridge, just like his other movies or whatever, is when it's not battle scenes, certain scenes are just long and certain scenes are just boring and certain scenes are just not needed. And it's like, I really like Andrew Garfield. A lot of that stuff wasn't needed. I just wanted more of the war scenes. I wanted more of uh, Vaughn. And there there are certain sequences in that movie that, to me, it took me away. It was just like, eh. I didn't care for it. 
Uh, and Arrival, yeah. yeah. Like, Arrival is just like any form of any form of sci-fi. Interesting, but nothing new, nothing whatever. Right. La La Land, it just, you know, when they break out into a song, when they break out into a dance, there's a flow to it. It doesn't take you away, again, it doesn't take you away from the movie. It doesn't take you away from the flow of the drama or whatever's happening. And uh, that's very, very well storyboarded, thought out, whatever. Well, La La Land, you know? from the opening scene that you talk about on the uh, uh, on on the, the freeway, freeway yeah. uh, there are cuts in that song and dance number, mm-hmm. and they're hidden pretty well. No, they, and yeah. uh, the, f- the first cut that happens is, is a whip pan, and the cut is hidden there, and it, it, it looks good. And I don't think – I think most people – may feel like that scene is one continuous take and it's right. not. Yeah. Um, and and so, it feels that way. Definitely. It so definitely I, has a I noticed that from the get go. And then there were other, there were a few other scenes in there that were, you know, they're cut really well. I mean, it takes, it takes a lot of talent to cut a musical number like they do at Griffith park at the observatory mm-hmm. when they tap dance and then to still cut, story and this relationship mm-hmm. that's happening so that's I mean, solid yeah. work mm-hmm. hell or high water nothing stands out moonlight's fantastic movie mm. there is nothing groundbreaking about the editing of moonlight it is just a fantastic movie um documentary short nobody saw doc feature uh i saw life animated and fire at sea neither one i think is worthy of being up here um i have not seen i am not your negro uh, OJ Made in America or mm. the Thirteenth. A lot of people loved OJ Made in America. I, I haven't seen it. Um, seen I don't know. Right. It seems like something that's more Emmy worthy than Oscar worthy. Yeah. I don't. I thought it was a TV movie, so I'm confused. No, no, no. Like there's a documentary on it too. There's doc. There's oh, doc- I'm thinking. Oh, I was thinking about the one. That's right. No. This is a doc. We're looking at the doc category. Yeah. No, there's uh, a documentary. Thir- there's actually two different documentaries, and. Uh, the movie, yeah, the the TV movie, or what, or the the movie, uh, right. the miniseries. Thirteenth is Netflix movie about uh, black prisoners, and is apparently a pretty powerful movie. Yeah. Uh, for me, I the best doc that I saw was uh, uh, Amanda Knox, which I just thought was mm. very yeah, we, innovatively talk about cool. That lot, we talked yeah. about it before. Uh, directing, in addition to Damon Chazelle for La La Land, which he'll win. Uh, is Arrival, Dennis Villa, whatever for Arrival. Did I already go over this? Mel Gibson for Axel Ridge. I think we, yeah, we went over this. Well, uh, it wasn't recorded. No, it was recorded. No, I'm just kidding. We we're doing this because we didn't go through this whole <laughs> list kidding. a second time. Yeah, I went through that. But yeah, La La Land. Um, you, uh, you think that La La Land, we both think that La La Land will win. Uh, costume design, La La Land, Jackie, Florence Foster Jenkins, Fantastic Beasts and Allied. Um, Fantastic Beasts is cool because it's a different sort of universe, mm-hmm. so you can get away with all sorts of stuff, although it does feel very period-type. People don't have cell phones, so it's this alternate universe during an interesting period. Uh, I'm surprised that Doctor Strange isn't up here for costume because there's some pretty crazy cool costumes in that. Allied, total period piece, same with Florence Foster, Jackie, and La La Land. Jackie, I, that's easy. I mean, Jackie Onassis was a that's what beacon kind of known for yeah she was a beacon of uh mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. and um there is plenty of documentation yeah. of what she wore before during and after the white house to, so, i mean yeah like costume life, design yeah. is no big deal a costume designer opened a book mm-hmm. and went well, let's just make that yeah i don't there's no leaps here sorry to madeline fontaine i'm sure you worked harder than that but i just don't see it 
But you can uh, still you can still actually purchase the Jackie O. Yeah, stuff. they exist. No, I mean, yeah. but it's like they actually have Jackie O lines. They're expensive, but you can actually I know that you can actually buy that shit. Yeah, Melania wore so, one at the yeah. inauguration. Well, did you see the comparison? Yeah, it's she has red or she has wore blue, blue where Jackie had mm-hmm. a red one very similar. Yeah. Um, La La Land's also up here. I actually don't think it's going to win costume design. Yes, um, I think. I think, like I said, he he changes. Costume design is either going to be Allied or Fantastic Beasts. No. Well, Florence Foster is the Meryl Streep movie, (laughs) and you know she's so overrated. I don't. It's a shit movie. It's not a good movie. I don't know. But I didn't. I didn't. It's funny. It's like the the trailer. None. Not one second of you know me watching anything about that has made me want to see it. Yes. And which is like here's why you would like it and why it's good. It is the the. So she, I think this is all in the trailer. This is all factual. Um, she performs the worst performance ever mm-hmm. at that theater. Right. In the archives, that performance is the most requested performance that right. people want to hear. So from your musical background, right. it's interesting in that what is the most requested thing? It's this performance. It's absolutely terrible. What is the story behind this performance and why is it that right. requested? The problem is, is a 90 minute movie, but of that story is not engaging enough. It's just not. And, right. or at least they didn't make it engaging. Yeah. Enough. Um, there's very, there's, you know, it's funny. There's very few movies with at least that, that star power that I've, I don't think I've been this, this interest, like uninterested. Simon Helberg's killer in it is awesome. No, no, but it's just like, there's some, you know, Big people in it. Cinematography. That's you, right? Uh, you like that kind of shit. Well, yeah, I pay attention to cinematography. Uh, Rival is solid. It's, yeah, you know, solid cinematography there. Even unfortunately, though, unfortunately, even it stole its idea from Independence Resurrection. It's unfortunately better, again <laughs> with that. It's it, it again is that CGI matting yes. or actual real cinematography. Right. So that's that's in my brain. Like if I was a voter, I'd be sitting there like, yeah, there's some great shots. But was it real? Right. You know, Are it's like there's the always shots. that yeah. whole. That's tough. You know, you uh, can do so much now with cinema magic. There's so much you can do. La La Land that. is up here, and I got to say, there were a lot of scenes that I was trying to figure out: is that cinematography or is that a matte paint? Yeah, yeah. So I don't like know the freeway scene in the beginning because you're like actually. You, you, the You're tap just... dance number during sunset during golden hour. I was like, did they really do that in golden hour, or is that whole a backdrop a replacement? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a replacement. I don't. Think I think you, it's real. I don't think you could have performed that number with that many angles in magic hour quick enough. I don't think they could have. Done yeah, because like this, if they did, then they're actually talking. They're actually talking about it. Like in inter- they're actually talking about it in interviews. He that was, seems was, the winner. Yeah, because he was thanking his assistants. Because his assistants would like go to freeways and shut things down for a day. Well, I'm talking about tap dance. No, no, I, I know, but like they would like shut things down for a day, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we have it for six hours, and literally the entire six hours they're filming. Right. Because it was just <laughs> we have to get this number down today. This is the only day we can do it. So some of it could be real, some of it could be, uh, you know, again, magic movie magic. Uh, also up for cinematography is Lion. I think that stands a good. Chance. Lion's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, but. It's unfair because um, when you go to India, yeah, it is so dirty that mm-hmm. it is beautiful. Yeah. Like just turn well, on a all camera and yeah. point it in any direction yeah. in India, and it's just magically mm-hmm. dirty. Yeah. 
So and, and what's great is like when he's a kid, it's it's you see the city and the big cities and how just nasty. But then you go just like almost like Los Angeles, you go ten minutes outside of the big city, and you're in this vast, you know, yeah. beautiful, unbelievable, you know, uh, uh, scene, you know, these the scenes of him as a child, like walking around on the rocks and like the, mm-hmm. the memory scenes that he has um, are just outside of, you know, these big, horrible, nasty cities. And you're just like, wow. I mean, those are some good shots. But like you said, it's J- Jackie, open a book. The cinematographer, no offense to him and his people and the director yeah. and everything. It's kind of like, Get off where do you plane. want to film today? And they're like, put the camera yeah. there <laughs> and we'll turn it on and we'll be great uh moonlight i don't recall any special cinematography in it um and the last one we both hated but the cinematography is good mm. silence oh no no yeah absolutely yeah, oh it no. was beautiful yeah i mean the, the beach shots I and it was, think he has it was gray and gritty i think and... he has 74 hours of footage though <laughs> and they just cut it down to the two and a half cut hours of, four of that nonsense we saw. yeah uh, animated feature film Kubo, I think is overrated. Moana, I haven't seen. My life is a zucchini. Title alone makes me want to see it. How did you not get it? Uh, the red I got turtle. It. I just didn't want to give it to you. Oh, did you get my life as yeah. zucchini? The red turtle. I thought my life is zucchini was a movie called Sausage Party. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, the red turtle. I saw that. It's kind of a beautiful story. Um, not a lot of reading. There's a lot of just watching. Uh, and Zootopia. Um, which I actually thought I enjoyed Zootopia, but I think it was a bit overrated. People were way more into it. I haven't seen any of those. Uh, actress in a supporting role mm. nominees: Viola Davis for Fences, yes. Naomi Harris for Moonlight, um, Nicole Kidman for Lion, which you raved about oh, Nicole it's the best when you first saw it. Uh, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, Michelle is not going to win. Octavia won, I think, for the help. I don't think she's going to win for Hidden Figures. Nicole could, but she's got a problem. She's white, but she is a foreigner, so she's not an American white. Right. Uh, Naomi Harris is pretty solid in Moonlight, and this is a supporting actress role. I don't, I don't know that she drives or not. I haven't seen Fences yet, but Viola Davis is a solid actress. So it's her third nomination. Yeah, she, she might, actually, she, she might actually, win for Body of Work. She actually has the most nominations now. Uh, as a support, a, no, for a black actress. Oh, for a black actress, um, which is good for her. She's phenomenal. She's a phenomenal actress. Actress in a leading role is uh, Isabella Hubert for Ella, which got to watch now. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, Ruth Nega for Loving. Isn't it weird that I have to make sure that I pronounce that correctly? Ruth Nega, N-E-G-G-A. She'll probably win. For Loving. I haven't seen Loving. I don't even mm-hmm. know what it is. Uh, Natalie Portman for Jackie. Uh, no. Uh, Emma Stone for La La Land. And Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, I think Loving because I think... I have no idea. When it's it not going to be Jackie. It's not, not going to be voting, Portman. It's not going to be Streep. I don't know. When it Emma comes Stone to voting and everything, I think Emma and Meryl are going to knock each other out and the loving uh, girls can win. Yeah, I don't know. I think Emma Stone will be the first one that might not win for La La Land. Actor in a supporting role. But even though she's in, she's incredible in it. Uh, actor in a supporting role. Uh, Mahisha Ala for Moonlight. He hmm. is solid. Um, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. Hmm. Dev Patel for Lion. Yes. Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. 
I hope that Michael Shannon wins, but I think the winner is going to be Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. Could be. He's up there in age. 700 movies. It's a solid performance. Five, five nominations. He uh. is... Jeff Bridges is the second best thing out of out of Hell or High Water. The best thing being the brother that I can't remember. Chris Pine's brother. I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. What is it? You know, uh, you ben, like Foster. ben Foster. Um, so... I, I would love to see Nocturnal Animals get some love just because, but Ugh. I think uh, I think I don't it know might what the fuck Jeff happened Bridges. there. You know what happened? Jake Gyllenhaal. Why the Academy doesn't look, like him? Look at all his movies. They, He's been in twenty movies and nothing has ever happened. Didn't Brokeback for... Mountain win? Huh? Brokeback no. Mountain won Best no, Picture, it didn't. didn't it? Or Best Director? No, Crash won. Remember, everybody like raved because so the gay movie won, didn't get it. They don't want another. I don't know. It was only nominated for two things, like three things, remember. too. Brokeback Mountain. I remember Crash winning. Terrible movie. That's that's about when I gave up on Oscar, on award shows. Well, again, yeah, I think other things voted out, quote unquote. I think Brokeback Mountain tied with something else. I think it, it kind of like it hurt itself against, against something else, and Crash sat there and go, "Okay, we win." Say what you want about Brokeback Mountain being a gay flick, but we get Anne Hathaway boobies in that movie, and you that need help. makes it the you best movie ever. You need you need straight, like, straight up. I need anger management and PTSD, PTSD therapy. You need boob therapy. They're fun boobies. They're in no, the back. She's having action. sex with Jake Gyllenhaal in the back of a car. I don't even remember the scene. Oh, totally. And she pulls well, we over the top, do. and they shake back and forth, and it's that's the total fun booby moment. You Look, need. I grew up in the '80s. Sex comedies they affected me. I like. And I didn't. I like. I'm older than you. I like fun boobies. Yeah, you grew up in the '70s. You're older than me. Oh, fuck you. I grew up in the '80s. What are you talking about? Um, I'm fucking with you. God damn it. Uh, all right. So we are down to best actor in a leading role. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, the nominees are Casey Affleck. I, I don't see it. Andrew Garfield, Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. Andrew Garfield for Hexel Ridge. Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Yes. Vigo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic. No. Denzel Washington for Fences. Haven't seen it. Can't really comment. I'm going to say Ryan Gosling for La La Land gets it. I hope so. I hope he and Emma get it. I mean, I, I quite honestly, I'm. I don't I'm think that, Emma's gonna. I don't I, know. I'm that fascinated with La La Land. I mean, again, it's fresh. It's in my mind right now because we just saw it and everything. But I just across the board, the whole. Actually, thing you know, solid. Andrew Garfield is really solid in Hacksaw Ridge. Um, Casey Affleck, that ain't gonna happen. Vigo is a good actor, but Captain Fantastic, a nobody saw it, and B, he's it's not that. I mean, it's not that big of a stretch of a performance. And Denzel, I haven't seen Fences yet. I'm going to watch Fences. I'm going to try to watch it next week. Um, uh, you know, Fences and Ella. I don't know. I got a few that I got to now watch. Go ahead and watch and Yeah. Um, Check them off no, the list. No, La La Land, I just, uh, again, I just, uh, their chemistry and, and with them by themselves, both uh, stellar performances. So Solid. All right. Is there, do we have anything else to add? Should I start the recording now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now that we're like an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes in, even though 10 minutes is uh, gone forever. And I had such great things to say. You did say great things. We missed all but of that. God damn it. It's not around ever. So to sum up, yes. La La Land is amazing. Yes. You, everybody should go see it. Loved yes. it. Fantastic movie. Absolutely. It's probably going to sweep the Oscars. And uh, you yeah. might see history with that. So that'd be uh, pretty interesting. So uh, I'm Vince Roca. Uh, I'm Martin Bailey. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.